Connected Life. The Connected Life with hosts Travis and Carrie Fry is all about helping you live a more connected life. They want you more connected to God, self, spouse, family, community, and to the world at large. It is their belief that the more connected you are, the holier and healthier you will be. So stay tuned to The Connected Life with your hosts Travis and Carrie Fry as they explore all facets of what it means to live the connected life. Welcome to The Connected Life, a ministry of Crossroads Counseling on Faith Talk. 1360 KPXQ. I'm your host, Christian counselor, Travis Fry, joined by my wife and co-host, Carrie Fry. We're a husband and wife team that together combine our training in both psychology and theology to bring you The Connected Life. The Connected Life is all about intimately connecting with and loving both God and others. In a moment, we're, we're, we will have a very special guest, Crossroads counselor, uh, Michael Hutt will be joining The Connected Life to talk about, well, his passion, really, and all the things that he um, does as a counselor, why he is a counselor. So stay tuned for that. I just want to let you know about all of the exciting things that we have going on at Crossroads Counseling. We have um, marriage intensives that are happening. We have uh, small groups for both men and women, and also for couples. So there are many activities and events. We have a parenting group that happens on a regular basis. The best way to find out about all of the services that we offer is to go to counselingphoenixscottsdale.com, or you can call us at 623-680-3486. Another announcement that I want to make is that Carrie and I have been on the air for um, a couple of years now on 1360 KPXQ and before that on 1010 KXXT Family Values Radio. And we are going to be making a transition soon. And um, if you are a fan of ours and you like what we do and what we're about, the best way to stay connected with us is to go to Facebook look at the Connected Life Radio, like our page, and stay um, stay tuned just to find out what we will be doing um, as we transition from the radio to other, um, to other formats. So without further ado, I want to uh, introduce you to Crossroads Therapist Michael Hutt. I am here with Therapist Michael Hutt, and he is a counselor at Crossroads counseling, and he has a few passions that uh, he would like to talk about, the very first being uh, men. Yes. And, uh, you know, specifically, and Michael, you can you can kind of help me out here, uh-huh. but specifically, you know, thinking about the guy out there who may be listening, who really has difficulty uh, relating to others, connecting yes. to others, who has difficulty... Um, identifying his emotions oh, and expressing his emotions. I was there, man. That was that, me. That was you. That was me. That's funny. That was me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, what guy out there, uh, you know, can could not use some help growing in this area of emotions and relating and connecting? Because most guys want a happy marriage, and part of that involves learning to emotionally connect. Right. And so it becomes facing the very thing that they've never been taught how to do. Right. 
And so, yeah, like I said, that was me. I mean, part of the reason I used to be an engineer uh, right out of college. And so the very stereotypical, logical, you know, if it doesn't make sense, then it's not rational and it shouldn't be counted. And so emotions in me didn't really get along. And so I came, there came a point where, just like you were saying, um, I wasn't connecting well with my own marriage and we sought counseling at the time and so the therapist really opened up my my world to this thing of emotional connection it was simultaneously uh frightening and beautiful at the same time it was amazing that's a great description yeah yeah and so because of that i mean just this new energy this new like this is amazing you know these emotions i'm feeling are are fantastic what's going on and then the thought went to what if I could be that Avenue that um, what's the word conduit for other men right mm -hmm. provide that for other men so I um, you know toyed with the idea of signing up for classes just to see I'd have no idea I would be in the setting of being a licensed going, professional counselor. going back to school and going back to school yeah. right right mm -hmm. so I did it and the more I learned about counseling, the more I learned about myself, the more I kind of that really uh, lit that fire, that passion to really help the guys out there who um, have any particular problem, whether it be emotion, whether it be with uh, pornography, uh, sexual purity, um, just wanting to relate better to their wife, their kids. Yeah, I, mean, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, talking to the guy who really has a difficult time connecting to himself, connecting yeah. to other people, yeah. um, entering into this world of emotions. Oh yeah, you you were that guy. I was so that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and you had this experience working in marriage counseling. Yes, and through that experience, it really opened up this world yeah. because you were the engineer, Mike. I was. You were the very logical, rational. Oh yeah, emotions were irrational. Emotion emotions <laughs> were irrational, <laughs> right? So I, I love your story. Yeah, and I think it's really powerful. Um, what would you say to the guy out there who is listening right now, yes. who's in that same situation where he says, you know, emotions are irrational, they don't make sense, um, who, who also has some difficulty relating and connecting to himself, to other yes. people, but is has enough awareness to know, gosh, some things, mm -hmm. my relationships are not as good as they could be, or they're right. not as satisfying as they could be. Or my life, there's like there's something missing in my life, kind of like the Matrix yes. with Neo. Yeah, there's just yes. something missing, something's off. What would you say to that guy out there who's listening right now, who's in that same boat? Honestly, I think the stigma of counseling, or maybe the mis what's the word misconception, the idea of what people think counseling is. So a lot of guys, besides the fact that they don't want to get in touch with their emotions because they're afraid what they might find. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, what is counseling? And so. You know, I always joke with the guys, we don't have to, um, you know, go heartfelt and on the first session and just really dig into our emotions and have, share a good cry, because that's not really counseling. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, with your work with the men, you know, there's this moment of connecting, male bonding, kind of joking, and then we kind of go in a little bit deeper. We, you know, tread lightly, and then we kind of ease them into it. A lot of people have told me, I'm sure you've had this too. They're surprised. They're like, I didn't think it would be this bad. This is actually yeah. really helpful. Yeah. To have that other, you know, strong, not, well, not strong male, but other man in your life mm -hmm. to walk alongside you in that professional relationship to say, hey, man, this is how you do it. Right. And so um, just realizing that it's not, probably not what you think it is. Right. Counseling and, you know, what's the worst that can do, what's the worst that could happen if you face those emotions, right? That's a great, a great question. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I can imagine a lot of people have. Well, there's a lot of bad things that that could right. happen, but I I like the metaphor of a coach, mm-hmm. and a lot of us guys have played sports yeah. or enjoy sports, and we know the value and the benefit of having a coach. Yes, and someone who um, you know has some experience and expertise and knowledge that uh, maybe we we don't have. It's not that. You know, there's something wrong with us, but they just have that training that we don't have. Yeah. A little bit of wisdom. Uh, yeah. They know the game. They know the X's and the O's. Yes. And then they can, you know, come alongside and really show, uh, you know, show the player yes. how to go out and perform and, and you know, yeah. uh, execute the game plan, Absolutely. so to speak. And counseling, I think, works the same way. I, you know? I think so. Mm-hmm. Where you have a coach and, and <clears throat> just really helping guys to – you know, kind of figure out this yeah. this world of emotions, which is not something like you said yeah. to be to be afraid of. It's actually it's enriching, enriching and powerful and amazing. Yes, but also frightening. It can be frightening. It can be frightening. But as guys, we're all about hey, uh, you know, face your fears. I face remember when fears. I was yeah. yeah when I was a kid, it was that uh, no fear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that brand, but it's like no fear. Absolutely, all my friends wore it. So, <clears throat> so um. Yeah, I think guys out there who really recognize that need within themselves mm-hmm. to increase their emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Um, getting a coach. Yes. You know, someone like yourself, I think is 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 really advantageous. And the thing I've noticed too is that that surprise a lot of the guys is it helps them not only in their marriage or their romantic relationships, but it can be helpful at work. Totally. Talk about that a little bit. So they're find, they find that they're able to kind of hang with some of those tough conversations, you know, at work. They're able to kind of navigate those, those emotional conversations, maybe notice if they're getting upset and recognizing that and being able to take mm-hmm. a step back and not blow up at their boss or blow up at their coworker. Right. And so it's just, it can be tremendously beneficial for the work environment. Right. So the benefits can go not only uh, to personal relationships, but also Absolutely. professional relationships. Yes. yes. Yeah. Learning how to connect with your customers yes. or your coworkers yes. and, you know, understanding people Yeah. and not, you know, it's not just about performance, but it's Absolutely. about people and relationships. Yes. I want to transition a little bit and talk about um, another one of your passions and that is uh, trauma. Trauma. Correct. Yeah, and Correct. I know you have some some specific training yes. in working with trauma. Maybe you can talk a little bit about trauma and help our our audience understand, you know, what what constitutes trauma, and you know, in the therapeutic setting, how you um, help people who have gone through a traumatic event or suffering from the effects of trauma. Yes. So trauma, trauma, uh, it's broadened a little bit. I mean, I think all of us clinicians knew that there was more to trauma than just being in a life-threatening situation, right? Witnessing someone in a life-threatening situation could be traumatic. There's this vicarious trauma that you could experience. So the new DSM, right, it kind of broadens that definition to if it's uh, an experience where you felt threatened or I think I'm missing the phrase here, right? Your, um, like your life was in danger. Life was in danger, this overwhelming sense of fear and dread. Right. Mm-hmm. And that could be something that you experience, you witness someone experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm missing another one. With like a sense of helplessness. Helplessness, right. that's it. That's yeah. it. Powerlessness. Uh, powerlessness, yeah. exactly. Um, and that, that could, that's a very broad definition. And so it'd be like, well, what does that mean? So some common things that can bring people in, you know, with PTSD-like symptoms doesn't mean they're fully PTSD, but 
It can be uh, sexual assault, it could be a rape, it could be um, experience of violence, uh, it could yeah. be witnessing violence, um, it could be combat exposure, it could be, um, you know, for the police officer who witnesses maybe the aftermath of a horrific crime, it could be the firefighter who has to go into a burned out building and see human remains. Uh, it could even be the therapist who works solely with trauma survivors, and after hearing those stories, it kind of wears on them. They can develop PTSD from hearing those stories. So even though they're not exposed exactly. to, the, to the situation, it's like this secondary kind of exactly. traumatic response. Exactly. So what I hear you saying is, trauma is not just specific to events where your life is threatened, where right. you have a sense of helplessness, or maybe the life of someone else. Right. That, that's close to you yes. where you're witnessing that it could also be in situations where there has been you know abuse or yes. for like a first responder yes. um, you know I think of you know some of the clients that that uh, we work with who grew up with the angry abusive father who oh, for sure um, you know they had to be they had to walk on eggshells because they never knew Absolutely. when he was gonna go yeah. off on them or you know uh, the other the mom who was very neglectful and wasn't oh, very attentive sure. to a person's need. Now that, um, I think what I hear you saying is that is also now being understood that those are yes. traumatic events. Yes. Okay. And when you put yourself in the eyes of a child, that makes complete sense because even though as adults we could say dealing with someone who's angry probably isn't traumatic, when you think about that caregiver, once that anger comes out, the child is left with one or two things. Either my caregiver is unpredictable and, and, and you know, all, all of this stuff, or must be me, right? right? Must be me. And that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is, um, <coughs> excuse me, to have that person in your life as a child, that, that connection to the family is life or death, right? Because, you know, I always tell my clients, you know, at eight years old, you can't go out and get a job and get your own place, right? You have to kind of stay with that. And so those, that thing can be very difficult emotionally, for a child to, to cope with and, and, and come to grips with. Right. But they do it. How, how do you help the trauma survivor? So I approach it different ways for different people. Well, no, no, I take that back. It's the same kind of conceptualization, but it depends on where the person is. So, for example, um, if it's someone who has been carrying the trauma with them, they haven't really gotten in touch with their emotions about the trauma, if they haven't shared the story, honestly, the first part isn't even digging into the trauma. It's just learning to help them feel safe in their own bodies, right? Because for a trauma survivor, oftentimes they survive by shutting off emotions. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense because it could be so overwhelming. What else are you supposed to do? Mm -hmm. So helping them to feel safe in their own bodies, learning emotion regulation, self-soothing, right. um, my favorite thing to do is uh, the, the, the grounding piece, right? So I know some clinicians will talk about, you know, different, you know, if you, if you are traumatized, not traumatized, if you are triggered, if you, the distress goes up and you're feeling panic, right. they'll the, say... The like, whole fight or flight response fight that we flight, all have. Exactly. Right. Some of them will say, name five things you can see right now. Name, and so it's very cognitive, right. and that can be helpful for some right. people. But my bias is to go to something that's more sensory-based, right? Yeah. So I will tell them to... Um, you know, use like scented oils, maybe lotions, you know, something texture, tactile, and, yeah. and aroma. They can orient them into the here and now. 
because with trauma, that's one of the things uh, when you're triggered, it takes you back to that place where the trauma occurred. It's like you're reliving, reliving. Yes. the experience or the Absolutely. event. Right. Yeah. And, and that experience can be very powerful. Oh, my Like goodness. in terms of the emotions and yes. what happens in your body. Yes. It affects all of you. Yeah. And the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. So the first phase is typically that, that um, emotion regulation, self-soothing, settling down. And then you move into this uh, second phase um, of kind of retelling the story, working through it. And so for different people, some people are ready at a place where they dive into their story and they kind of put their head down and push through it. And other people need to maybe titrate it. They take small bites of it and then come back up. And, and so depending on the person and their support system and their resources, it, you know, that, that part of it, the trauma processing, we call that, can be, um, you know, a few sessions to, to several dozen sessions. And it just really depends. And part of it is really respecting the pace of the client. You know, because if we push them too fast, it could be almost re-traumatizing. Right. Then on the other side, if we don't push them enough, then they're just happy with the way things are. Right. So it's a really delicate balance of respecting their pace, but pushing them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, and moving them towards, really towards healing. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And like scripture talks about, like, redeeming yes. the hurt and redeeming redeeming the past. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. I love I love what you're talking about, and I think for some people uh, that that you have worked with, that I have worked with, yes. they have not even really told the story and oh, talked about the traumatic absolutely. experience. Like, and so to get to that place and that point where they feel safe enough and they have those those skills and those tools to kind of regulate, yes. you know, control their emotions and and not go back to that whole fight or flight. Yeah. Um, to get to that point where they can tell the story yes. and, and really have that heard um, can, powerful. can be powerful, Very powerful. liberating. Um, one thing, go ahead. That, one thing that um, I always tell them too, uh, sometimes clients will get confused. They, they say, well, won't that mean, you know, we talk about healing and what that looks like. And then they say, won't that mean that that bad thing that happened to me was okay? And I say, well, no, of course not. Because, you know, you can't call bad good. And, 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 and that just doesn't make sense. I say, what will change is that horrible thing that haunts you in your present and brings up the similar intensity of emotions. It's no longer that thing that continues to haunt you, but it will be that thing back there that was terrible, but it's in the past and I'm safe now. Right. If that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is The Connected Life, and I'm Travis Fry visiting with therapist Michael Hutt. And so far, we've been talking about uh, guys, and especially those guys who have difficulty um, relating and connecting to others, um, identifying their emotions and being able to share their emotions. We've also been talking about trauma and really the process of healing that Mike uh, takes his clients uh, through to get to a place of, of uh, just being in a better place with trauma. And Mike, Michael, I want to transition mm -hmm. and talk about another passion of yours. Yes. And that's working with uh, working with couples. We have a few minutes left here. Yes. But uh, just tell me about, you know, a little bit about your story was you started, mm -hmm. you know, with couples therapy. Um, it really, what I heard you say is it really kind of turned you on to this world of emotions Absolutely. and helping other people. But why, what kind of couple do you like to work with? And, you know, how, how do you help couples out there? So my philosophy and approach is that 
um, I, I take the assumption that marriage is messy. Marriage involves a lot of uh, difficult emotions. And so uh, we, we come, uh, the couples come, and then we really uh, just, we're not afraid of those emotions. We, we kind of bring them out to the surface because that's where the healing occurs, right? So I remember at a training, you know, they were talking about rel relational injury. No, I'm sorry. Uh, wounds occur in the context of a relationship, but so can healing. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I've grown to really like uh, messy, complex uh, cases, right? Mm -hmm. it's, there's a swirl of things going on. And, and possibly that's from my engineering days because my old job was to sort through massive amounts of data and try to make sense of it. And so as, as I reflect on that, I'm thinking like that, that's probably the transferable skill. Right. <laughs> Couples come in, they're angry. There's different pieces of their patterns and histories. And uh, the joy that I get is in many aspects or many joys out of that process. Uh, it's just helping them to sort through the the mess and making sense of it. Yes. So that's the piece that, that I find enjoyable. Helping them to sort through the mess so that they can get to a place of um, better communication, right. better intimacy, right. better conflict resolution skills. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. The other thing, too, that, that drove me to marriage counseling is, um, well, maybe not drove me to it, but keeps me in it is, you know, with, with marriage, that's a hot-button issue in, in the news today and in... in, in um, you know, social media, and without really getting into too much of the pol pol political piece of it, um, it just really raised this awareness of, do does the world see Christian marriage and think, that's what I want? And so I had to kind of look at that and say, well, I'm, sometimes yes, but sometimes no. So part of my passion, too, is to really help couples learn to dig in and appreciate and reflect to the world you know, what a, a good marriage looks like. So they could see it and say, I want that. And so it's, 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 it's not easy, but it's rewarding. I love that, Mike. Yeah. 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 Uh, we are visiting, or I am visiting with therapist, uh, Crossroads therapist, Michael Hutt. Michael, uh, maybe you can share a little bit about how our listeners can um, get in touch with you and connect with you. Um, one way to do that is to call our, our main office number. That's 623-680-3486. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then also on the website, it's counselingphoenixscottsdale.com. Yes. And there they can read more about you. Yep. Um, you have a very cool video on, right. on the website. Yeah. Um, and so I think you know, those are some of the ways that people can get connected with you. Maybe we have a few more minutes here, probably about two more minutes. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, talk to the person out there who's listening, who is in a tough place, whether it's it's trauma, whether it's their struggle in their relationship, or whether it's just that that guy out there who's listening and you right. know, something that you said really resonated and connected with him. What's the message that you want to leave with uh, a person out there who may be uh, listening to you today? I would say to them that. Even though you're suffering, even though you're going through something painful, even though life's hard, you weren't designed to do it alone. If you want to call and see me, that would be great. If you want to call to see another therapist here, that would be great. Um, just make sure you have somebody that can walk through this with you. The more people you have surround you, the better. Uh, you know, our Christian faith says that that's the, the way it is, and even you know, social science research backs that. People with the strong social support tend to do better in counseling. My big thing would be to don't do it alone. You don't have to, and you have people out there who are here for you. 
That's a very powerful message. And I hope uh, our listeners really take that into heart. It's really the core of uh, the radio show. It's the connected life. Right. You know, and it's, it's really about um, not doing it alone and finding that community, finding that support. And you know what? At, there are certain times in our life where we need a coach. Yes. Or we need a counsel, a counselor. Scripture even says, you know, there is uh, wisdom in seeking wise counsel. Absolutely. Um, and, and there's no, absolutely no shame in that. If you are interested in learning more about Michael Hutt or Crossroads Counseling, the number to reach us is 623-680-3486. Or just go on the website and it's counselingphoenixscottsdale.com. If you want to learn more about uh, The Connected Life, just go to Facebook, type in The Connected Life Radio, and you can um, find our Facebook page. Mike, do you want to give a shout out to your your kids, to your wife, before we go here? Hi, Patricia. Hi, Zach. Hi, Rachel. I love you guys. (laughs) Awesome. Remember, get connected and stay connected.